Delaware River Basin, and beyond. DamascusCitizens.org This is Rosie Starr for Radio Catskill. Welcome to Farm and Country, locally produced radio about rural life in the Catskills and the Delaware River Valley. On today's show, environmental activist Barbara Arundel, director of Damascus Citizens for Sustainability, spills the facts on the Delaware River Basin Commission's proposed regulation on toxic hydraulic frack waste disposal. We want them to withdraw the proposed regulations and rewrite a regulation that says very simply, we do not allow any waste from hydraulic fracturing to come into the Delaware River Basin. All of that coming up on today's Farm and Country. First, news headlines from NPR. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Windsor Johnston. Air raid sirens are sounding in Kyiv today as Russian forces continue to close in on the Ukrainian capital. The BBC's Paul Adams reports the government has extended a nighttime curfew as people seek safety in makeshift bomb shelters and in other locations. Soon after dawn, a missile strike on a block of flats. This was Lobanovsky Avenue, just west of the city centre, hardly a military target. Russia still denies deliberately hitting civilians, but its track record in urban areas is not good. Western officials say the bulk of Russian forces are now less than 20 miles from here. They say that the Ukrainians are still putting up stiff resistance and that Russian casualties may be far higher than the Kremlin ever imagined. That's the BBC's Paul Adams reporting from the Ukrainian capital. The Russian government is banning the nation's media from describing its ongoing attack of Ukraine as an invasion or war. NPR's Charles Maines reports from Moscow. Russia's communications regulator ordered the country's media to remove references to the military campaign against Ukraine as an assault, invasion, or declaration of war, and says outlets that violate the terms risk fines are being blocked. The body accuses several independent Russian media outlets of spreading, quote, unreliable or untrue information about Russia shelling Ukrainian cities or causing civilian deaths, and urged Russians to follow official state sources for an accurate picture of events. The move comes amid a wider effort by the Kremlin to crack down on dissent. Russian Internet users reported popular social media platforms had slowed to a crawl after Russia's government announced it would partially block Facebook over alleged policy violations. Charles Maines, NPR News, Moscow. French authorities have seized a cargo ship that was headed from France toward St. Petersburg. As Rebecca Rossman reports, customs officials believe the ship belongs to a Russian company targeted by sanctions related to the war in Ukraine. The ship, which was transporting vehicles, was intercepted overnight and diverted to the French port of Boulogne-sur-Mer for customs checks. 
French maritime officials say they, quote, strongly suspect that the ship belongs to a Russian businessman who is on the European Union's list of sanctioned people. Officials at the Russian embassy in Paris, meanwhile, have asked for an explanation as to why the ship was seized. Last week, the EU slapped a series of trade sanctions on Moscow over the war in Ukraine. EU leaders also agreed to freeze the European assets of Russian President Vladimir Putin, as well as the country's foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov. For NPR News, I'm Rebecca Rossman in Paris. You're listening to NPR News in Washington. Support comes from Van Gorder's Furniture, featuring Lodge and Adirondack styles as well as rustic collections, with showrooms at Lake Wallenpapak, downtown Honesdale, and Milford, PA. Van Gorder's Furniture brings the outdoors inside. VanGorders.com. This is Rosie Starr. Welcome back to today's special edition of Farm and Country. As a resident of the Upper Delaware River community, I feel concerned about the Delaware River Basin Commission's proposed regulations that would affect the quality of life in our watershed. In 2021, the DRBC, which is the Delaware River Basin Commission, banned hydraulic fracking in the Delaware River Basin. But there is the possibility that toxic hazardous waste materials would be imported into our watershed area. There are several environmental organizations working to present the facts on this issue to inspire comments from community members. Needing clarification on this topic, I stopped into the office of Damascus Citizens for Sustainability in Narrowsburg, New York. Environmental activist and director of DCS, Barbara Arundel was there and answered some of my questions. Damascus Citizens for Sustainability, known as DCS, is an underwriter for Radio Catskill. Thank you for joining us on Radio Catskill for this week's locally produced Farm and Country. Barbara, when I posted my comments to the DRBC, which is the Delaware River Basin Commission, on this issue of toxic waste matter in the watershed, I saw that the February 28th 5 p.m. deadline was fast approaching. There's plenty of information online for folks to understand the critical nature of this subject. How can we narrow down all of the information to some facts that will help listeners understand the importance of their role on the potential regulations that impact the environment in the Delaware River Basin? Well, how to seek the essence of it, you have to rely on folks who have really looked into it. If you look at the homepage of uh, the DCS website, Damascus Citizens, the citizens.org, or Damascus Citizens for Sustainability.org, right on our homepage there's a banner that says very concisely how to comment, uh, a link to the comment form, and a link to a post that has lots of information about what to say. Within that post, there's an analysis by DCS. If you click on that, it's a layout of very concise, what are the loopholes? 
what's the basic information to submit a comment, and why is it dangerous, and references, and you can pick any any little piece that you like, even leave out the science, quote-unquote science, if you want to look at it that way, and just say, I live here, I want to live a healthy life, I have economic interests here, I visit here, I have family here. Those are very important statements, and especially put them at the beginning of your comment, and then add whatever pieces to speak about. You can also make as many comments as you want. You're not limited to one comment. You know, it's very good to identify yourself, even though you don't have to. It's, I think it's important. Say a little bit about yourself at the beginning. There's so much information. If you look at uh, some of the reference documents, like the Compendium, which is on Concerned Health Professionals of New York, and it's all about what are the dangers of hydraulic fracturing, what are the dangers of the waste, the air pollution problems. And since drilling itself was banned in the Delaware River Basin because of the toxic nature of the processes, why would the actual toxic material be allowed to be imported into the Delaware River Basin? It is the DRBC's obligation. The reason they exist is to protect the resources of the basin, which is usually interpreted as the water resources, and that they're not going to look at the air Whatever's in the air partitions to the water and also affects the health of everything from the smallest creatures to to the humans. So what's in the air is extremely important. And as far as why this regulation is set up like this, I don't have an answer. Uh, and I think that's one of the reasons why we all have to speak out forcefully and uh, make our comments known. Well, I understand everything that you've just said because I did visit the DRBC website. And you can see from their information, they're celebrating 60 years of successful protection of the Delaware River Basin. It's impressive. It it was started in 1961 with President Kennedy. And there's information all the way up to 2021 when they successfully prohibited high-volume hydro-fracking within the Delaware River Basin. And that's why it's so confusing that why this wastewater importation, exportation of toxic materials would be allowed into the Delaware River Basin. And what you're saying is there's health hazards as a consequence to this. There's huge health hazards. Actually, uh, the DRBC, Delaware River Basin Commission, actually had as its origins in the 1930s with a previous voluntary organization, voluntary among the river states, uh, actually the health departments of the river states, which is interesting, that started in the 1930s, um, the Interstate Commission of the Delaware River. And 
there was actually starting to be water wars between New York City, Philadelphia, and surrounding cities for clean water. Also, Philadelphia has to fight the salt line because if the river drops too much, they don't have fresh water, they have seawater, which is not drinkable. So at that point, there was a Supreme Court case, and that Supreme Court case is actually still open, which formed the compact among the states, which formed the Delaware River Basin Commission to actually be a rigorous, non-voluntary, has real political power to make sure that the resources of the basin, usually interpreted as the water, but also the tributaries, and it's been expanded a bit, so that it stays clean and usable and uh, does not cause harm. That started in 1961. The prevention of damage is one of the reasons why the DRBC exists and looks at various processes, projects, they get a docket, they may be forced to go back to the drawing board, they may be denied, or they may be allowed in some modified form. That's what happened with the actual drilling. So at this point, I don't know why they are allowing import of frac waste. They have specifically prohibited disposal of the frac waste into water or on land. But the import without direct disposal is allowed in these regulations. Also, what is allowed in the regulations is what they're calling export of wastewater, meaning from sewage treatment plants, which is a necessary part of the ecological, hydrological cycle to keep the river at the right level in times of drought. No, we're not in a time of drought now, but we could very well be at any point soon um, and have been in the past. So the allowing the export of water for fracking elsewhere is also not a good idea because the river needs the water. Why it's a health hazard, why it's an environmental hazard, it's because of what's in the materials. There's heavy metals, there's uh, petroleum products, there's endocrine disruptors, there's dangerous poisonous surfactants, there's a lot of radioactivity. And all of these materials do not disappear. There's been scientific studies looking at places where there was the material dumped. It's still there when they looked six years later, when they looked 10 years later. It doesn't disappear, and it causes death and sickness wherever it's dumped. And it it should not be brought into the Delaware River Basin. Now, I'm not saying it, it, we're looking towards poisoning places other than the Delaware River Basin. No. What we want to see is a rigorous full ban here that will be an inspiration to other places to formulate the same kind of regulation and protect the people there, the environment there, and all of the creatures. Who makes up the Delaware River Basin? There are four states, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Delaware, and the United States government in the office of the Army Corps of Engineers, the governors and a representative from President Biden's office, the state governors and the representatives 
from the Army Corps of Engineers vote on these regulations proposed by the DRBC. Right, right. So that's actually where we as the public can come in. If the court of public opinion votes strongly enough, don't do it, then they will listen. The governors are political animals. These sections of these four states that are in the Delaware River Basin are very, very important economically, uh, geographically, any way you want to look at it. These are very important sections of these four states. And it also includes New York City. New York City is a non-voting member of the Delaware River Basin Commission. New York City gets its award-winning water from the Delaware River uh, via these marvelous aqueducts. When looking at the totality of what could be endangered, um, you have to look at all of the damage that could be done to various places and the people, which sometimes, a lot of times is put at 17 million. I think it's more upwards of 20 million. That's a lot of people, and it's a huge area. Now, even though this disposal is prohibited, whenever you allow transport, which would be part of the import, you have trucks. So the trucks can be involved in accidents, spills, and illegal dumping. There's been even whole companies in four different states that I know of, and probably more, that were set up to follow all the rules, and they filled out all the papers correctly, but they were dumping directly into various bodies of water via hidden drains, hidden pumps, and even though they filled out the papers right, nobody really checked them out until, literally, it was too late. My personal worries include... There doesn't seem to be an alternative safe solution to the disposal of the toxic waste. The pollution is radioactive and damage is irreversible. It can't be cleaned. So that means if my well water is contaminated, my health and that of my husband is compromised. This environment is fragile and it's at risk. Who stands to gain from the exportation of this wastewater? What the exporting is water for fracking elsewhere. And the DRBC is saying that would only be wastewater, meaning from publicly owned treatment works, sewage treatment plants. That waste is very carefully monitored to be not very dangerous and okay to put into streams, etc. It is cleaned by bacterial beds and frac waste destroys the bacterial beds. So it's a little complicated there, but it is very different. The waste from publicly owned treatment works or sewage treatment plants is very different from frac waste, even though it's still called, quote-unquote, waste. Now, the material that is called frac waste is not subject to all of the usual constraints on materials that are toxic. First of all, in the 1980s, uh, waste from oil and gas was relabeled special by the Benson Amendment to the Superfund law, the RICRA law, so they didn't have to be tracked, manifested, disposed of properly. 
That's why this stuff can be moved around with impunity and nobody's watching because it's removed. And then in 2005, the 2005 Energy Policy Act passed by Cheney exempted oil and gas exploration and production from major portions of seven protective federal laws, the Clean Water Act, the Clean Air Act, the Safe Drinking Water Act, the Community Right to Know Act. Why was that? Well, that was because there was a lot of money involved. And part of the structure of the 2005 Energy Policy Act is to say any place can make stronger rules about these uh, materials if they want to, any state or interstate, like the DRBC. Very few have. This is really the first time. New York State banned frack drilling in 2014. It was codified in 2020 into law. And in that same year, the special designation for frack waste was removed also by a law signed by the current governor Cuomo at the time. However, the New York DEC has not implemented the regulations that should go with that. So here we are in the Delaware River Basin, parts of those four states. We would like to see, and we must see, a ban of the import of this waste. It is under any strictures, any look, it is dangerous. It can be life-threatening and certainly cause long-term harm to the environment, to anything that lives there, including to humans. If you have a spill of one of these trucks, say it's a smaller truck with 5,000 gallons near, say, the New York City Reservoir, which are little turny roads, the reservoir, that drinking water is cooked. And there's many examples of accidents, rollovers, they call them, where the truck just takes a turn too fast. It's got liquid in the back. If the driver isn't used to that, well, it, it goes down. And you have 5,000 gallons of toxic material that spreads over and goes into creeks, goes into larger water bodies where there's drinking water uptakes, where there's fish are killed. The damage is severe, permanent, and why are we doing this? It, we are doing it because it's, it's a, the frack waste is a product of the oil and gas industry, and they are looking at the Delaware River Basin as a toilet. <laughs> so the way we can prevent it is to reduce the use of fossil fuels. Certainly don't import the stuff to the Delaware River Basin. Help the other places where the activity is going on and make sure that we head onto a path of less fossil fuels and then there would be less waste. That's very well put, very wise words. And we know the Delaware River Basin geography spans about 13,000 square miles, and that land drains into the Delaware River. Now, when you go to the DRBC webpage that's celebrating 60 years of success, Delaware River designated Pennsylvania's River of the Year by the Department of Conservation and Natural Resources. It was The Delaware River was also in, I believe it was um, 2011, 
It was designated by American rivers as the most endangered river because of the possibility of fracking along the river. Now, when you look at what is here now is the shad, a fish that returns from the ocean. They're, they're born and they, they're very tiny in the river. They go out to the ocean. They live there. They grow. Then they come back to spawn in the Delaware River tributaries. There was none for a long time because the river was, was just too dirty, too filthy. Now they're back which is a big deal. It is a statement of, of the river being clean, or clean enough for them. Because the DRBC, all those years, protected the resources of the Delaware River Basin. Right. And they need to continue to do this. Exactly. And the voice of the people, will it count? Can it count? Absolutely. It will definitely count. The governors are political animals. If they see... So many people saying, don't do this. Don't allow frack waste import. Don't allow water for fracking elsewhere to be exported. They will respond. It took three years from the point where hundreds of thousands of people said pretty much the same thing in early 2018 until... February of 2021, when the governors finally voted to ban actual drilling in the Delaware River Basin. See, the other part of the frack waste import is illegal dumping, which will happen anywhere a rural area from the northern part, where we sit near Narrasburg here, to even like the Lehigh Valley, any rural area is going to be subject to illegal dumping. These trucks and the drivers are driving hours and hours from the Susquehanna Basin, heading to wherever they're heading to, and they see a place where, oh, nobody's here. Mm. Well, I'll have my lunch here. Mm, nobody's come along. So, oh, look at that little road over there. I think I'll go. They go up the little road. They open the valve. And then they save hours and hours of driving and drive back and say, oh, okay, I, I've delivered the load. Since there's no required manifesting of this material, nobody's keeping track, and nobody's enforcing. The DRBC does not have enforcement capabilities. There will be illegal dumping, which happens everywhere this material is, is in evidence, whether it's being moved or whether it originates. The danger is huge anywhere there's a rural area. And maybe even anywhere there's a, a garage with a drain in the back. You'll never know. This is very important to speak out. I don't know anyone in our community that does not love the Delaware River as a recreation, scenic, beautiful. There's eagles swimming, boating, fishing. It's idyllic in its natural beauty. Why would anyone want to destroy this? Well, we can't answer why. What we can answer, or I can answer right now, is file your comments and say, this is what I value. Don't import the waste. Even if you just say that much. Put your name on it and even say, I vote. This is a big deal. 
the governors will see these things. And when you participate in the activity of voicing your opinion about these things, your voice means as much as anybody on any official panel or anything else, but you have to do it. And you only have two days. That's right. It's within 48 hours. Monday, February 28th at 5 p.m. is the deadline. And I want to thank you for your knowledge your expertise on this subject, Damascus Citizens for Sustainability, has done a remarkable contribution in our community. And you're very well respected. And I thank you for taking the time to answer my questions. Well, I really appreciate you asking them. <laughs> I mean, this is stuff the community has to know and hopefully will respond to. The Delaware River Basin Commission webpage highlights 60 years of protecting resources in the Delaware River Basin. Your comments are welcome on the proposed rulemaking of toxic discharge. Information is available through Damascus Citizens for Sustainability.org. We hope that you enjoyed our special edition of Farming Country, produced by a Radio Catskill volunteer. Special thanks goes to our guest, environmental activist, Barbara Arundel, Director of Damascus Citizens for Sustainability. This has been your host, Rosie Starr. Thanks for listening to Farming Country on Radio Catskill, public radio for the Catskills and Northeast Pennsylvania. Support for Farm and Country comes from Damascus Citizens for Sustainability, a community-supported, science-based nonprofit taking legal actions, providing tools for action, and raising awareness of fracking damage since 2008, proactively protecting public health in the Delaware River Basin and beyond. DamascusCitizens.org Support for Radio Catskill comes from Two Queens, offering coffee, tea, and bees. Located in Pete's Plaza, Narrowsburg, New York. TwoQueensCoffee.com And from listeners like you. Uh, hello, everybody. 